How was the most important Fed meeting of your entire life? Was it as good for you as it was for me? I heard there was something. Fed and I really think I. The Fed decided to keep house prices high. I think Perlman. Uh, the old saying is, when the Fed's speaking, go take a walk. When the Fed is speaking, go take a walk. And they speak us so much. Like if you took that advice, you'd be walking so much. That's how you get. That's how you begin to get in shape for you beginners yeah. out there. Whenever the Fed's speaking, <laughs> Fed speaking, any type of economic uh, information is coming out. Go take a walk. Yeah, that's right. That go take a walk. I like it. Whenever you, think the mar- whenever you think the market's about to, the world's about to end, go take a walk. Whenever you think the world is about to end, take a walk. No. The world is never end. The world will end. You will die. But until that but day, you, but the go bond market's going to be pricing it in. Like you think that the world's just going to end tomorrow? Like you're going to see it in the bond market. Credit spreads are going to be blowing out if the world's coming to an end. Pearl dog. Well, everybody loves. Everybody loves thinks the bond market. I I don't know. I I, I don't know. You don't think the bond market's going to give you a little bit of warning that the world's coming to an end? Are you kidding me? I think you'll know and you'll tell me. Yeah, Listen. I won't know that the world is ending, but it'll be pretty clear that things are bad. The credit yes. default swap market is going to be fucking blowing out like you wouldn't believe. You know, I vaguely remember being a kid when interest when there was like an oil crisis and. And and interest rates were sky high when I was like, I don't know, I was like eight. It was like, what it was it, like the 70s when there was that like uh, crisis or oil crisis, people were lining up for cars. I kind of remember that. Like, I kind of remember, you know, I was probably like 10. You're older than I am, Pearl Dog. You I'm were old. Just, you look good, though. You look good. Looking good. I'm old. You were in a station wagon back then. Dude, I was in a station wagon sitting in the back with no seatbelt. Just partying with my brother in the back, you like had eating that. eating sugar with a sugar stick out of the freaking. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh. fun dip. It was called fun dip. I was you eating fun dip, fun dip in the back had- of a station wagon with no uh, seatbelt. And then you had Jewish parents, so you had no seatbelt, but you had a helmet. You wore a hockey helmet. There was no helmet. There was no seatbelt. <laughs> it was not. It was nothing. Coming back from Atlantic City before the gambling. That's how. That's how. That's how old. Are we taping? Is this count? Oh, we we we're live. We're we're going. Just thousands of people listening, Lindsay. Are you I love that me? hat, Howie. This what is, is that hat? Boring. It's the most boring opening we've ever had. Let's go. Here's the thing. Welcome, boys. We got JC, All Star Charge, bringing it. He's got that Cuban glistening going on his forehead early into the show. He's been up. Charting, I was on a show this morning, I don't know, 6 a.m. Pacific time. I, I did not do well, but I was half asleep. Um, He's got that Cuban pretty boy luck. He really does. He could be a boxer. Like, he's, got like that, you know, he's got like the macho Camacho boyish grin. He's a really shitty boxer. Remember, I used to do boxing lessons in Sonoma at that gym. I'm terrible. He has, he has the shoulders of a person who's never done any physical activity in his life. I mean, it's just a head on a couple of pins. And um, I saw a picture of you golfing, and I didn't know you had a lower body. So I was impressed. Dude, he's a real athlete. He was a college uh, college pitcher. A college pitcher. When there was like four people trying out for the majors. Now there's like Koreans and Chinamen. And Dude, this is in the night. This is in the late 90s. Like b- baseball was at its peak. What are you it talking like about? Everybody was on later. steroids but me. Everybody took steroids except me. So here I am trying to hang, had to I'm change hanging the curveballs. You had the wrong manager. 
You had the wrong manager. I would no, they been, wanted me to well, take the steroids. I was just scared. I didn't think it'd be a good idea. Your nickname would have been Check My Back Out. It would have been called Pimple Back. That would have been people were taking steroids that weren't even on the baseball team. Like it was like everybody was on steroids. Perlman, it was a good decision not taking them. That couldn't have been good for me, right? Great decision. You don't shrivel your balls. You don't want to shrivel your balls. Just when you shrivel your balls. I'm 58. I got nothing there anyway. I'm I'm roided to the gills right now. <laughs> He's juicing. I'm juicing right now. I got juice. I got sugar. Dude, these- I got this stuff. I got- anyway, I got coffee. I, I oh. just had some. I just had How's the bull market coffee. treating you there, Lindsay? You making money? Uh, life is good. Listen, it's not about bull or bear market to me. I'm always long. It's just a question of how long I am. I know short stocks. Uh, well, maybe you should. Bear markets is a good idea. Yeah, I, I can't. For me, it's just too hard. I don't have the mental well-being. I don't know. Uh, I can't switcheroo. Speaking of switcheroo, Phil Perlman, welcome. Uh, I don't even know what that segue means, but Phil is a behavioral basket case, I would call it. Yes. Uh, and he's taken he's taken that inner demons and he's turned them out on everybody else. And uh, he's our boy. He's, he's the most important guy on the show because he – he uh, is the behavioral man. And then we have a uh, Giancarlo's uh, right-hand man. And we got Riley stuck in Japan. Yeah, they got stuck in Japan. Weeks. How convenient. He, he's working Dude, for he you. may never come back. I could see him never coming back. Working for you. And no, he got stuck another night. All right. Yeah, they got stuck another night. How convenient. If I had to be stuck in anywhere in this entire world, it would actually be in Japan. So I don't know. Likely story. That's the shit I used to tell my wife, honey. I did. We missed our flight. And then, uh, but that's when you have two kids at home. Speaking of kids at home, how many are you up to now, JC? How many kids? Still, still three kids, three forever. I'm, I'm officially retired from making kids. I made sure that the doctor made sure of that. So did I'm you go done. to CVS or Walgreens? Where did you go to get Smith? Um, I didn't, I didn't do any drugs. I just, uh, I, I don't know. Like I never took drugs like growing up. So I feel like oh, but did you snip? Did you get snipped? So you don't have kids, Yeah, but you don't do it at the CVS. You go to the doctor or the urologist, like a normal person. Yeah, that was my first big mistake. I went to a drive-through window. Uh, you just stick your balls out it. the window. Yeah, we were doing good. a bit for stock twits, and I wanted to promote a stock that I liked at the time, Walgreens. So I went and got Snip. Anywho, all right, let's start Long stock here. short schmeckala. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we uh, and by the way, notice my hat, Phil. You notice Bad Birdie. I like that. So Bad Birdie is a. Uh, um, Kind of like a bro. I think they're unbroing right now, but they're kind of like a bro, hilarious golf brand. Um, and now they're the only left bird. This is a cool bird. I'm pretty excited that Twitter killed the bird uh, and just clean slate X. JC doesn't care. Phil, what do you think about that decision? Uh, you know, I'm not sure I understand it because I know he's really, really a smart guy. Uh, I'm not a fan, but he's brilliant. Yeah. And uh, if you ask me and I had no idea on any of the background, I would say it, it was a terrible move, but he has some mechanization. So I'm not going to say it was terrible because maybe he's thinking at a level I'm not thinking. And I give him the benefit of the doubt yeah. uh, on that. I love it. I fucking love it. I hated everything about Twitter. They never fucking they never knew what they wanted to be, so the logo means nothing. All right, Brazil. It seems like we've been staring at a Brazil chart. So, JC, let's go round the horn. Let's talk momentum. There's so much going on. Industrials, Boeing, 
Uh, the Fed raised 25 basis points, I think. We've been bullish for, I don't know, 23 weeks in a row, with a little bit of caution the last few weeks, but caution to the wind, like break. There's just stealth strength. European banks, and you're starting with Brazil, so go. Well, you know, I think this is just an interesting representation of what's going on in the overall market. You know, you're getting that rotation. You know, contrary to popular belief, it, it wasn't just seven stocks going up. There were a lot of stocks going up, but you really weren't seeing it at the at the large cap level in other areas like maybe energy, industrials, materials. This year, you really saw the the strength out of growth, right? The technology, communications, consumer discretionary, you know, really like the other ones holding in there just fine, but hard to compete with such massive returns and not just the mega caps, but on an equally weighted basis as well. These stocks are crushing it. The equally weighted NASDAQ 100 keep, has been making new 52-week highs for weeks now, right? So we know mathematically it wasn't. But the original leaders in this bull market off the June lows last year, right? You could you could really see here last summer, this is Brazil as, as the candlesticks, and then this is Latin America in general in the dark blue. You could see these lows last summer, right? That's really when the lows were already put in. So the original leaders off the lows are now resuming their, their original leadership, this was never a tech-led rally. It was more uh, consumer discretionaries and industrials. Tech was an afterthought, and tech didn't even come until this year. Uh, last year was a no-show. So I, I think this just further reiterates the rotation into some other areas. Commodities have really been left for dead. You know, from a sentiment perspective, you know, the fund manager survey has them, uh, you know, the fund managers are the most bearish on commodities since crude oil is trading below zero. So, you know, that whole commodity super cycle thesis is intact very much so because the initial thrust off the lows for commodities was astronomical to, to a certain point where energy stocks were the only ones that were still working while everything else was declining. That was that initial thrust off the low. Needless to say, very well-deserved digestion of gains after that initial thrust off the lows, where by the way, crude was trading below zero, you know, coming, putting a, a decade plus bear marketing commodities to, to an end what a classic ending to a bear market like that crude oil trading below zero monster move then you had the consolidation and now perhaps we could be entering that next wave higher in commodities if this is in fact a commodity super cycle that's precisely what we should expect to see and then here we're looking at bond stocks and commodities contrary to popular belief it's not just stocks and bonds there are three and in this cycle you know you had your bonds peaking in 2020 then your stocks peaking in 21 commodities peaking last year and then what happened? Stocks and bonds already bottomed out over the last year and waiting for that commodity bottom. Have we seen that? I think perhaps we could. Um, and and this could possibly be the you know the, the does chart Brazil of the lead. Half. Does Brazil lead commodities? Is well, that Argentina's that? leading? Argentina's leading this platform. Well, just keep in mind, it's not so much what's leading and what's not as it is the composition of these. So, for example, Brazil is seventeen and a half percent basic materials. The United States is two percent. Um, the the Brazil is seventeen percent energy. The United States is four percent. Technology is zero percent compared to twenty six percent in the United States. So just Dude, massively, different, massively different composition, pearls. It just proves it. Well, that's why I was asking yeah. because of that overweight yeah. of commodities in Brazil. Hundred percent. Imagine if you want to go dark. I think when you think about the, the structure of the Brazilian ETF, if you want to go off the fucking grid and get dark and bananas, there's no tech in Brazil. You can do whatever the fuck you want. That is why, if you want to party, Brazil's got to Brazil and Colombia got to be the best places. These ETFs have no tech in them. There is no tech. 
So that's why I I'll tell you something else about Brazil. If you want to get long there is the music is fantastic. The bossa nova, samba. You put in your Spotify like Catano Veloso or Gilberto Gil and you just hit the radio and it's summer and you have music all day long that you're going to love. So thank you. Thank you, Phil. All right, JC, back to crude oil. Look what we're looking at. We're looking at what, you know, everybody's like, oh, the inflation this, the fad that. It's all nonsense. If you're curious what the what inflation is going to look like, what, it, what what inflation looks like, just the bond market's telling you. The bond market's pricing that in. That's going to yeah. be better than than what the, your neighbor thinks or what the uh, handsome fellow on the television might tell you. You could just look at what the bond market's doing and starting to inch up a little bit. And as you could tell, the ratio between inflation protected treasuries and nominal yielding treasuries, in other words, that blue line is what the bond market is pricing in for inflation expectations. Looks like five-year break-evens, looks like 10-year break-evens. So it's a very simple, easy way to do it. Overlay the price of crude oil over. It looks exactly like it. So, you know, at this point, everybody's just kind of forgotten about commodities. Like, commodities don't matter. It's not even an asset class. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Part, part of what happened is a new generation is smarter than you would think. And, I, you know, I keep, I'll keep at the end of the show, I'll, I'll walk through the gender economy. The, the world went tech just as everybody's screen size shrunk, right? We went from having, traders went from having 10 screens to a new generation having a small um, iPhone screen. So what did they fill their screen with? They, they filled their screen with Apple, Google, you know, flavor of the day tech stocks. It's not even their fault. Like they thought investing was done off a Robinhood account and you had to build a and and FinTwit, and so you pick six stocks with Reddit, and you go YOLO. I think, and this goes to our investment thesis in Coifin a few years ago, and, and JC is an investor in that with us. Is this next generation is going to have to go back to leaning back, right? Like investing in chill, where you need to understand. And we'll show Coifin at the end of the day. I'll show people the, the screen set. You know, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be a macro expert, but you do have to know more than just tech prices uh, if you want to be a great investor. And so this inter-market analysis, which, which has Phil and I so enamored with JC and the way he looks at the market, is not going to go away. Money flows. And you know, we'll try and keep it simple here. You don't have to be a macro expert. You have to be a price expert. And you have to learn to train your screen to show you all this. And that's where... At the end, I'll, I'll show people a koi fin stream where you don't have to do any kind of jiggering. Your homepage has you ability to surf the world in prices. And you need to start looking at the world, not like some macro person talks about interest rates uh, and, you know, what the Fed's going to do. But what the world is doing is they think as they as they read the news and express it in the form of prices. But, yeah, crude's working. Your oxy idea worked, you know, it kind of dipped below 60. Um, crude, crude is above the 200 day right now. So that's the first time in a while. Um, and I think that, I think what I'm sensing is inflation, who cares what the numbers say? I think inflation is sticky. And, um, but I don't, I'm not making a bet on that, but crude oil looks plenty fine here, JC. And what do you, what's the relation that you're seeing? You're muted. Muted. <laughs> These are the returns by sector on an equally weighted basis since the market bottomed last June, right? So we're now in month 14 of this bull market. Since yeah. that capitulation, uh, when we had the most new amount of new 52-week lows, 
And since then, things have gotten better. You can see the leadership here, discretionaries, technology, and industrials really leading the way. So what you're not seeing here is, is too much energy, right? Energy down towards the bottom. So when you're, when you're looking for uh, some uh, further rotation, right? Because remember, sector rotation is the lifeblood of a bull market. In bull markets, you always tend to have new groups of stocks that are perking up. Oh, those stocks are now breaking out. Oh my God, those were the laggers. Now they're the leaders. That sort of behavior is what you see in bull markets. And if this is in fact the bull market that we think it is, then perhaps we're about to see uh, crude oil rise. And listen, we haven't seen uh, interest rates rising either. They've kind of just been sideways. But my suspicion is, uh, is, is maybe higher rates. And maybe that's why we're seeing so much rotation into financials. Financials are the, absolutely the leaders these days on any sort of intermediate term time horizon. You're seeing that consistent bid in industrials and more and more types of industrials as time goes on. It's not just the heavy machinery, it's some of the others as well. You know, there's there's certain technology in industrials as well to kind of keep in mind. Look at this SYM. Have you guys seen this SYM? Huh, Lindsay? No? Where's the oh, SYM? What's SYM? Symbotic. Yeah, symbotic. You know this one? Softbank Vision Fund, huh? Softbank just bought a whole bunch of this. Do you see this? No, um, uh, I mean they're not a tell on anything. Uh, but yeah, the stock looks fine. But what what was your point? So my point is, this technically is mm -hmm. an industrial stock, right? Special oh, industrial machinery, technically. But really, what it is is that it's uh, automated computing and and uh, robotics for. Like whole like uh like the product distribution and stuff like that. Like they're like in the technology of like I guess warehousing and stuff like that. SoftBank just bought half a billion dollars worth of the stock. That's that's not nothing. Um, filing a form four here and listen, if this thing's above forty one, this is kind of one of the, it's like a technology stock in industrials. You don't yeah, know this one. No, but they, haven't been, they haven't been right since the Brady Bunch. Uh, and I say that jokingly because he is one of the richest guys in the world. But yeah, OK, fine. But I, it's still I, half a billion dollars. Like, that's not nothing. He blew that on robot pizza. Like, last OK, time. well, I'm just he telling did. you what. Listen, whether 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 you whether you know that this type of uh, investment took place or whether you're just interested right now, this is a twenty three billion dollar industrial stock with a sprinkle of technology in it. Uh, it's just an interesting stock with a with its with its fingers in in a couple of different sectors that are working well, and uh, it's towards the lower end of this base. And if it's above forty one, below forty, you kind of got to leave it alone, let it figure itself out. But above forty one, I really like this one. I think it's got fifty percent of upside. Okay, so that's one. Let's flip through some more here. I'll, I don't love that. I just don't like. It. I don't think there's any signal there. I do like the Boeing thing we talked about. I mean, that's a big breakout um the tr the railroad stocks have been running the boeing like, I just, oh, I just have the boeing i think i just had the no i guess maybe i didn't no, but you i think the european financials was an interesting one too jc uh here's the boeing right so this is around 220 no right? it's, that's it's 230 it's closing at like no no, no i understand that 220 is the big level if we're above 220 i think you can own it that's really yeah. the big one for sure okay that's the sprinkle of tech uh and uh and what a move uh, yeah it's just well, that's a, this is breaking out from this base as we speak i think 280 is next i think we get back to those 2021 highs railroads you know no one owns boeing anymore my daughter bought it uh she loves boeing you're not yeah uh, unp what is it? united pacific 
fucking railroads back working. Um, so again, it just keeps getting broader. I think the European bank chart is the most fascinating. You know, for those rooting for the end of the world, it ain't happening if European banks are breaking out or strong, right? And so if I look at UBS or HSBC, I mean, Europe's a mess. Forget you make all the fun you want of it, but these banks are in healthy shape. So I think you're right, JC. I think rates, oh, that was the golf thing. Rates, Here go. they're going to drop anytime soon. And um, so this is Zurich Insurance Group. Look at UBS, Big Base. HSBC is the one I've owned because I really like relative strength. And that's what we've seen there. Yep. And um, and you can see it in the tech stocks. They had their run, but if they miss a number, they're not going to, it's like, you know, it's going to be tough for them versus, you know, um, these banks, which, you know, they, for the last 10 years, you've thrown whatever you can at them. And now they're starting to go up no matter, you know, what the news. But I think the spreads are better for them right now on the banks. Is there anything else that stands out, JC? Well, you know, uh, maybe some of the REITs, you know, some of the REIT stocks, I'm just kind of flipping through some charts here, but some of the REIT stocks are interesting. Um, you know, people would just hate this. Let's see the, the one that I, I got pointed to today, the empire state building, you it know, dropped, this one. Uh, yeah. It just, it's trading like below, like, like what a shoe store costs. I mean, you know, the sentiment yeah, it's is just one building. I think I think more interesting, JC, could be um, I was looking at the energy drink stocks as part of my degenerate theme. If you look at like Monster and Celsius, um, this Celsius is kind of coming after Monster. Monster is one of the best performing stocks. Maybe not. Maybe if not the best performing stock uh, of the last 25 years. What's this? Empire State Real Estate. That's the Empire State Building. So it's kind of bottom there with two uh, rounding bosoms. Maybe, maybe there's rounding bosoms. Does that look like the rounding bosoms pattern there, Pearl Dog? It's a little bit of a rounding bosoms pattern. Yeah, sleepy when I which see. Which I it. love that. I love that pattern, by the way. Yeah, every every guy loves that pattern. Right there, it's it just makes you sleepy, and, and it's a very it, they call that the womb pattern. So I was going to say, if you could pull up. I, I totally know how this podcast ends, by the way. Eventually we get canceled. Well, look at this monster beverage, right? Eventually one of us said something that is so far out of line. Okay, look sorry. at our monster beverage, right? Like think about how boring this drink is. This is like the, the symbol of the previous, I would call it the skateboard economy or the snowboard economy. Oh. And if you look at CELH, which is the new version of this, which is just like fucking crack in a can, um, which is kind of like the gamer drink and the discord drink. I don't know if you can pull it up, JC. Celsius holdings. Yeah. Go take a yeah. look at that. And so all of this stuff, by the way, all of this stuff is such crap for you. It's just, it's poison to put in your body. I only bring that up because Coca-Cola raised guidance today and they're back up towards that all time high. They're going to, they're gonna they're gonna blow through it. I bet America's it's killing it. You take any look at a at at a street in America, and America's killing its country with sugar. But Monster has been the purest play on sugar, along with Coca Cola. And here's Celsius. Look at this. It's probably the best performing stock of the last six, seven, ten years. 
Okay. And what I was going to say, Phil, is to what you say, there's a brand, and I shared the ad today, Liquid Death, and I'm talking my book because I'm a small investor, but Liquid Death is just water in a can. Okay. And I guarantee you, if Liquid Death doesn't do anything stupid, they've already filed supposedly with Goldman Sachs to go public. But this, this, this reverse monster brand, there's going to be, if you see the way, Wall Street likes to get its way. Right. And there's not enough supply. Uh, there's not a new Coke and maybe Monsters is a new Coke or maybe Celsius is a new Coke. But you're going to see more consumer. I think, JC, you're talking about this consumer staple, this consumer market blow up. So you're going to see some IPOs in this space that come after this and maybe in a cleaner way. So Liquid Death, if you haven't tried the product, it's hilarious. Their marketing is fantastic. Um, I drank it with you like five years ago at your house. Yeah, well, they're, they're doing a couple hundred million in sales right now uh, and growing really fast and, and supposedly fall for an IPO. So I think the beverage space here is very interesting around this gambling and degenerate economy. Um, JC, the hood and the coin still are performing well. The hood and the coin, uh, the DraftKings is still performing well in the degenerate economy. So... Um, you saw in luxury, um, LVMH is sponsoring the Olympics or is outfitting the Olympic team. So that's just an interesting uh, development. So you're going to see all the athletes sporting LVMH type of stuff. Um, so it's still that like bifurcated economy. So hey, Howie, show us the uh, show us that 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 portfolio that you made. Uh, with the degenerate economy. I mean, can it's just so me, cool. Can you allow me to share uh, my screen, JC? He's on mute. Make sure you close out all the porn first, Howard. Remember yeah, I told I you about that. It. It's close. But can you uh, let me share the... Can you? Can we share my screen? Yeah. Can you see my screen? Um, nope. You got to share your screen. When you see that button that says share screen, press that one. All right. So here we go. Do you see it? Yeah, yeah, we got Koif in there. Wasn't yeah. it? It was it. Yeah, don't worry, I'll, I'll pull it up. So here's so I want to show people as JC was saying. JC is an investor in this company too, and you know, it's not for everybody. But I, I I think people need the people that really want to be good investors. You don't have to know all this, but you have to get used to looking at intermarket analysis because you grew up in an era or you came into the market in an era where everything was on your iPhone. And for those people that really want to make to build the craft of investing, um, when we invested in this product, it was not so much that I felt I was sophisticated and should have 10 screens, but I really was looking for a way to kind of see in a powerful way what this next generation would be able to do that looks and feels like a Bloomberg. So here's a home screen that everybody will get. If you if you go to CoiFund and it's free, when you download the product and open it up, you can now and you can mix it, you can, you can change all this uh, by going back and forth, but you literally can go um, and create your own, you can see currencies here in the upper right, you've got all the global markets here, you've got all the global commodities in the bottom, you've got global yields, you've got factor performance, you've got fixed income. So you get a really good snapshot of what the world is doing. And you're not gonna understand it the first day, but over the next, you know, two to three years by just checking in on those maybe once a day or once a week 
and really poking around, you'll just really get a feel for how stuff works. Do you, JC, do you do any of this stuff or you just do the charts and just do the routine? You still on? Uh... Yeah, no, for, for me, um, I use all that stuff. I, 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 I look at the credit spreads. I use Coifin for like market returns, like total return stuff. Um, it's a good source for that. It's a great source for like foreign interest rates and foreign, you know, um, and, and foreign credit spreads. That's tough data to get. They also do great uh, sector ETF breakdown. Like what are the components of the ETFs? They do a nice job of that. What yeah, else? So people, we use it to like, you know, credit spread, uh, like inflation adjusted uh, data as well. We look, we use it. So, so here's another product. So I went, when we started the show, I built this degenerate economy index. I haven't built out the anger now. I'm sure I think there's a million ways to do that. Degenerate lab allows you to kind of broadly customize yourself. So there's this product, I'm not an investor, it's called thematic, go thematic. And so what I did is I set up, you can go create your own ETF. You can't trade it. Uh, I think if you, if you think you can go raise money, they'll help you create an ETF out of this product. But I went and set up my own degenerate index uh, back in May. Um, I think it's, what, what is it up since? It's up 23% in the last three months since I set it up. So, so if we scroll down, um, here are my holdings still. I added Robinhood today just because I wanted to get to 10, 11 stocks and I may add some monster energy as, uh, as my 10 stock, but I'm looking for a, a, a beverage, but you can see, you can quickly create weightings, but this is what I is my proxy for what the degenerate economy thinks. And, and and I think at some level you could say it's a stretch around Apple, but they really are the apps player that allows DraftKings and all these. They're the plumbing that allows all this to happen. Same with Google. Google had a great day today. So again, you can go and use these tools now between Koifan and something like Gothematic and go build your own products. And that's really how you learn how to invest. And that's where you get to, I don't know, JC, you've been doing this, and Phil, you've been doing this for 30 years, 25 years. So there's no quick way to do this. JC had to get mentored. Phil had to go, we had to go do this stuff in newspaper. You know, between Koifin and a few other products right now, you can really go deep and really start expanding your knowledge of how uh, markets work and how money flows work and how different trends emerge. But anyways, I thought this was a cool product and it just tracks the returns. So you can see year to date, I can see uh, versus the S&P, I can kind of measure my stuff. I can share this stuff and you on the fly kind of build portfolios and, and share them with people. And eventually, theoretically, I could just launch this. If I, if I knew I could raise $50 million in assets, I could launch this tomorrow. So pretty cool. We know it would be really cool if they did, if they if they made it so that you could buy your index, you could buy your ETF right on here and it divvied it up by percentages and, and acted as an ETF for you. And then piggybackers could come along and say, hey, I want to buy Howie's thing. And then they get a cut and you get a cut. That would be that would be I think we're, well, you and shitty I mean, business. So many yeah, people are trying really, to call faster. Understood, but and, they would be like the Uber of it. You know, know trade. I mean? and facilitating a million people to do it. These other one got hot, to... they would make a ton of money. It's terrible. It's right. terrible in the end, business. business is very hard. Phil's right in that the technology, at least, is now simple enough that everybody can do it. Uh, deploying it in a profitable way as a business, very tough. Meaning, Two ETF, you have to get two ETFs to pay for the other 200 that don't get any traction. So that's a real problem. It, runs, it costs about 200 grand a, a year, Phil, to keep up an ETF. 
on, on the low end. So uh, a very tough business, but this is a beautiful idea of how to express yourself. And and then the Koi Fin product, I mean, geez. I mean, the fact that this is free and, you know, millions of people haven't really started using it yet. They're in the hundreds of thousands of people. But, th- you know, in the next three to four years, these products are going to be used by millions of people because the, the investors that have stuck through this and got through that 21, 22 bear market um, are going to want to learn. So I, I feel like this lean back investing, this kind of Netflix and chill type of investing is going to happen. Uh, anyways, all right, so I'm going to stop sharing. JC, any more charts for the day? And then Phil, health corn. Yeah, I wanted to just touch on what's happening in Bitcoin uh, because I think it's a, a really interesting spot real quick yeah. here. Let me just uh, share the screen. So I think it's it's really, really interesting what's happening right now. I mean, it's got... You know, everybody's talking about interest rates and everything like that. But for me, I think I think this is what it's all about here. Give it to me. So so here's Bitcoin, right? So it's really was in this range for a little bit over a month, right? Yeah. And we resolved lower this week. So the yeah. question is, all right, is this just a failed breakdown before that that thrust higher, which happens all the time, especially in Bitcoin? So that's a very valid question. Like, is this just a failed breakdown, you know, and it's a bull hook or a, a bear trap and it, we're just going to squeeze higher. That's entirely possible. And I think the answer could potentially lie with Ethereum because here we are looking at Ethereum has not broken those levels. So mm-hmm. for me, like this, this is, this is a big, this is a big deal uh, for Bitcoin. Um, very big deal. Let me just, let me just put things in perspective where we are. So this is where we are on Bitcoin itself. Mm-hmm. This is at 31,000. We're below that. We failed there four consecutive weeks. And I said, that's enough for me. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I got yeah, on the show. I yeah, said, I go, that's it. I'd rather pay more knowing we're on the way up. I'm not going to sit here holding the bag. I don't know how long the bag I'd be holding it. And I'm, I don't have that kind of time. Right. I'm trying to go to the beach. I'm trying to sleep all at night. Right. Pearl dog. I'm not going to try to sit around holding somebody else's bags. I just want to make one point about that. So you're not involved with Bitcoin right now and you're not involved with Ethereum right now. Is that correct? Zero. Okay. So the point is that you don't always have to be involved. So if you're out, you know, you're watching this, you're you're a little bit younger crowd and you're watching this and you're thinking, oh, I got to be this. I got to do this. I got to be long. I got to be short, whatever. You don't have to be involved. You know, it's like the old Warren Buffett thing. There's no called third strike. You just watch them go by all day long. Wait, wait, wait. You were talking about above 31, above 31, above 31. We got a couple tries above it, but it never held. And now you're just like no position the whole way. And you're just waiting and waiting. And I just want to stress that to young investors who always feel like they have to be involved. You just sit on your hands and wait. That's perfectly good too. It's a diff. It's a different kind or, of. Or the stress. third nose gets the cheese, like it's an old book. Like you have to be willing to live to fight another day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a different kind of uh, stress, right? The stress, you know, that I would have right now if I owned as much as I did before. I own a ton of options, super volatile. I had a bunch of Bitcoin. You know, and we did really well with Bitcoin not even breaking out. So I was like, you know what? I don't need this aggravation. I mean, I could be in a situation where I, I could have lost a lot of money very, very quickly on any kind of move. So I was like, it's not worth it. I'd rather pay more 
knowing that we've cleared this level, I'm okay paying a premium. Like I, like I was saying, it's like you're staying at a nicer hotel. You're going to pay more. You're going to stay at a nicer hotel. They're going to have a nice room service. They're going to have uh, you know, a bougie restaurant inside the hotel. Like you're paying a premium for those conveniences. You might have a concierge, you have all kinds of stuff, or you could cheap out, get a shittier hotel. Now you're going to have to go somewhere else for the bougie restaurant. They don't even have room service, you know, like they're, they're right. This is kind of like that. You're paying a premium to live a better, to have a better experience. And for me getting whipped around underneath overhead supply, I don't need that shit. I have enough aggravation. Uh, so that that's how I look at it. So I will wait. Uh, but I do think it's encouraging that Ethereum has not broken down. Uh, I find that very encouraging. Um, so, you know, listen, it could be a kick save and a beauty. We get back above 30,000. I'm happy to buy it. I'm happy to buy 30, 31,000, 32, 100%. I think it goes to 100, 120,000. The question is when. And I'm not going to sit around waiting for it. I'd rather I'd rather pay more knowing it's on the way up. Could be later today. Could be tomorrow. Could be next week. Could be three years from now. Who knows? Right. And was there another one or that's it? Well, I just wanted to show this because Riley was talking about uh, Rolls Royce. Yeah. But Rolls Royce doesn't make any money from their cars. Like they make no money from their cars. They're, they make engines. Jet engine? What is it, engine? Yeah, jet gen, engines for everything, all kinds of engines. They're the second largest producer of engines in the world outside of General Electric. Look at that, Perlman, with the fu fundamental facts there, huh? Come on. The uh, Facebook just came out beat numbers, or I don't know, please, people, back back about uh, 320 right now. Dow closed wow. higher today, too, by the way. Dow closed What's higher that? today for like 13th day in a row. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, not not huge moves, but I'm just saying it's kind of one of these stealth because I think a lot of it, Phil, is industrials and and banks, so they're creeping, right? They're not selling off, and not selling off is to me as good as is is going up in this type of market. It gives you time to kind of research and learn and kind of position yourself uh, as this rotation unwinds, right? Like, I think or you could just YOLO European banks, you know. You look great. You just have to get your position sizing right because the volatility is different. But how uh, much talk is there going to be when the Dow uh, Dow Industrial Average makes an all time high? It's like three three percent, four percent from a closing all time high. Is that right? You know, I've been I've been screaming from the hilltops. Nobody cares. I'm like, no. All right. I was I was taught don't fight Papa Dow. I said Ralph Acampora yelling at me. JC, don't fight Papa Dow. And you know what I used to do? I used to fight Papa Dow all the time. I used to think I was so cool. Mr. Hedge Fund Manager, Fifth Avenue Institutions only look at S&P 500, bro. They only look at it. That was dumb. I was young and stupid. Don't fight Papa Dow. I, I swear I can't stress it enough. I've been there. I thought I was cool too. You're not. It's more. It's the most important stock market index in the world. Ignore it at your own peril. All right, Phil, anything other than if you if you fight the Dow, it's bad for your health, but anything else there? Only other thing I would say there is that, you know, earlier JC was talking about a bull market and rotation. And, you know, we get a market today where the Qs are down and the small caps are up. You know, the IWM is up like almost 1%. You know, the, the Russell Regional 2000s. banks are up 5% today. Unbelievable. I mean, that's crazy talk. Right there. Okay, so I have a health tip. Um, I do have a health tip. And so here's the thing. So we live in this society that is just incredible, incredibly hectic. And uh, there's a lot. We have a health crisis. We have a metabolic health crisis. We have a mental health crisis. A lot of people are uh, there. There's a lot of obesity. There's a lot of depression and anxiety. And part of it is this overly hectic, 
overly noise fell filled, overly stimulated culture that we live in. There's stuff coming at us all the time. We feel like we have to do everything. It's a FOMO world out there. We feel like we're missing out. And so I just want to say, if you're feeling that way right now, if you're having that experience, three is the magic number. So what I mean by that, it's not just a De La Soul song. What I mean by that is that what you want to do is you want to identify three things in your life that are the important things. I don't know why the number's three. It just seems to work. It works for me. It works for a lot of people. Identify three things in your life that are the most important three things, whatever it is. If it's your kids, if it's your if it's your health, if it's uh, your, your business, you're an entrepreneur, you just started a business, find the one, two, or three things that are most important in your life, no more than three, and just focus on those three things and forget every, everything else. And so that means if you're focusing on your business, you're focusing on your health and you know your friends call you up on a Tuesday night and they want to go out and get drinks, you just be like, hey, you know, you take joy, joy of missing out. You get JOMO instead of FOMO. You just focus on three things. It's three is the magic number. For me, and this is an order of importance, it's just health, family, and business. And I go in that order. And those are the only things. So a lot of times I miss out. A lot of times I get a call on a weeknight. Hey, let's meet downtown and go to dinner or something, go in the city. And I just don't go. Or there's something else going on that I really love to do, like a concert. I miss so many concerts that I really love to go to because you know what? I got enough going on with my three things and I miss it. And you know, my, next time maybe I'll get it. So three is the magic number. Focus on three things. Forget everything else. Forget interest rates. Forget the Fed talking. Forget, you know, your friends going out. Forget, you know, your neighbor's new car. Forget all about that and just focus on those three things. A fourth thing, entertainment. What, uh, anything new you're watching, boys? I saw Oppenheimer. Uh, I don't know if you guys did. JC, you can't get out to a movie. Anything that we're watching? No, anything that you've seen on TV? I I try to watch my pillow as, as as any chance I get. Yeah. We just watched last night uh, the last two episodes of season two of Bear, which lived up to the height. It was very good. Season two was better than season one. Uh, if you haven't watched, I mean, everybody's watching, but if you haven't watched it, yeah, I, I got show. through it. I liked it. I just thought it was just a lot of fucking yelling. It just felt very like uh, Gen Z, a lot of fake action. Like it was just, but it was interesting. I think the acting was very good. It was just felt overacted. Like just a little fast pace, kind of like what ER felt like back in the day. It's like they've taken it up another notch. Remember when ER was like so new, and and the bear is kind of like this generation's version of ER. It's just like a restaurant instead of a hospital. But that's the economy, right? Like people, especially in Israel too, in the United States, like people want to go be entrepreneurs. You don't have to be a tech entrepreneur, and I think that'll be the story of this bear market. And that's what kind of I talk about with the degenerate economy. It's okay to be in tech, but, you know, not enough people are doing this fulfilling type of where you can use tech and infuse tech, whether it's a restaurant or whether it's an events company or whether it's your own, you know, little media company, as JC's doing again with uh, Stock Market TV. There's so many tools out there that allow you to kind of express yourself. So I think How's the, Oppenheimer? I think the bear was very interesting from that angle, Phil, because it's just right. a new way to look. I enjoyed, it. I enjoyed the restaurant aspect. Just because I always worked in restaurants, 
you know, yeah. like when I was in college. And no, they glamorize it a little bit. In the, in the 80s, it was like glamour, L.A. law. And then there was always the hospital show. And I thought it was cool that there was like a there hasn't been a restaurant show like that. But it's a sign of the times that like you don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer or a tech person to be cool. And I think that's kind of culturally what why the bear was interesting. I just thought it was kind of overwritten. But well, you know, one other thing about it is that, you know, everybody comes from a fucked up family. Like everybody's got skeleton in closets. Everybody's got crazy family members. Everybody's. And there is much worse. Chances are there's much worse out there than you had it, whoever you are. I mean, I know some people really, really had it bad, but for the most part. So it was just an example of that, too. I mean, those kinds of that level of dysfunction does exist in the world and it is not uncommon. And everybody, you know, everybody's going through something. Everybody. They dove deep in that in season two, for sure. That was pretty interesting. It was a good cast. It was a good cast. All right, JC. I hope the kids are good, Phil. I am, yeah, I was uh, gonna say why well, I'll be on. Uh, I'll be with JB and Bannock tomorrow in the city. Ooh, what are you doing? You know, talking shit with uh, their YouTube channel. Just the you know, compound, the compound the, and friends. They're kicking right? ass. Aren't it's they? a great they, show. They're kicking ass. We're gonna rip through. We got that. Got the. I got some dope charts. Dope Wait, you, charts. You don't have the, the dope charts for us. Yeah, I'm for Josh Brown. Yeah, but you guys are already used to me. You know, their audience. You know, they, it's a different audience over there. So you know, I bring the heat. You know that. And uh, having go doing some omakase with Tom Lee. Little lunch. That'll be fun. I just did some Hane omakase. Best. My favorite restaurant in the free world is ten minutes from my house. Yo, what about that place in Sausalito, Lindsay? Uh, Sushi yeah. Ron, remember that? Ooh, that place is good, man. I can't. I don't count them as good when I pay. Like if so, I, I took pay, you there. I paid for it. Then I probably had a good time. <laughs> I would say that I probably had. Remember a good time. your nephew was there. I think. Remember? Oh, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Remember? See, come on. All right, boy. And Phil, how are the boys? Boys are great, man. Boys are working. They bought their first shares of VTI. In their in their in their account, oh, they opened an account. Good. They got the direct deposit. They're anti Yolo Tesla. Yeah, why aren't they being degenerate? You got to be Come a on, Pearl Man. I'm going to try to teach them to be wise from early on. We'll see. Oh, sugar from them, but don't keep the Tesla from yeah, them. Yeah, let them Yolo, Pearl Dog. Dude. Come on. Keep the sugar away, but don't keep the sugar away. Roman, give me, give them access to All Star charts. We'll hook them up. Seriously, let <laughs> you them know what? Well, I'm very disappointed. That, They're they... so mathy. They would love that shit. Yeah, why don't I you hook, hook them up? up? I'm going to hook them up. Big mistake. My, uh, We're with doing my, an intervention. To All Star charts. Those two boys should be on the show. And by the way, my son's cruising around stores in Harlem and Soho again today. My son has like become a New York uh, fanboy. As he should. You want your kid to enjoy New York. You, you want New York's a great yeah. t- New York's unbelievable. I always say New York's oh. my favorite place in the world. It is Soho's great, great. Harlem's great. Brooklyn's it's great. It's nice to see Empire it is a great it, city. It, it, it's nice to see the buildings, you know, that Empire State Building bounce a little bit, right? Like these things were trending towards zero. So New York Times out with a hit piece on New York tech real estate. Uh, I think you're starting to see signs of a bottom. New York t- uh, Fred Wilson just wrote about New York Times. He tried to get them to say, guys, your data. Oh, wrong. no, this is ESRT. I put the wrong ticket. That symbol. is so bullish if they're writing that kind of piece. The New York Times just wrote a major hit piece saying. You didn't see that? That's one of the reasons I'm looking at uh, New York City real estate REITs. Yeah. Girl, dog, you know how I roll. You know how I do, kid. Love that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you you've know. got uh, renovated airports. You've got different forms of traffic. 
Uh, you've got, uh, I think leases are the problem. You need restaurants, you need people starting businesses. So I'm not super bullish, but I think the bearish uh, real estate trope is, 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 I think that's kind of priced in, right? The people that are really going to pay if it gets another level down are the pensions. But right now being negative on, on New York is not a good bet. And it seems like the New York Times is leaning into that bet. So, all right, boys, see you next week. Trends with friends, everybody. Uh, thanks for putting it together. And uh, talk to you next week, everybody. Adios. Adios.